All right, so Delana and I got back yesterday from Puerto Rico. Yes, amen. It was a great time. Um, you know, when you travel, <laughs> Delanda, <laughs> when you travel these days, just let me tell you, things have changed in our world. You know, it used to be, you know, when you watch films from back in the, the 60s and 70s and stuff, and you, and you went on an airplane, you know, you dress nicely. You know, you, you dress, you know, at least more slacks and a shirt or something, you know. But now, <laughs> they let the women just wear their bra. You know, it's just, I'm just like, she's popping her eyes. Up. She's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, that's not on me. <laughs> it's just crazy. And, uh, but Puerto Rico is beautiful. Uh, we had a great time down there with our kids and our, our grandkids and, uh, it was, it was just an awesome time, but it, the traveling, you know, and, and people are getting ruder in airports too, just so you know. If you got to do, if you got to go in an airport, you know, I told Delanda, I said, you know, I waited three and a half hours for that luggage and I was nice the whole time. <laughs> I never complained. I never got up any, I just said, I'm still waiting. I said, I said we'll find it. They did after three and a half hours, and we missed the flight, and we went to sleep in the airport. It was great. <laughs> well, we had fun in Puerto Rico. It's a beautiful place and a uh, uh, great time. The water's so warm, so warm there. So I, I hope you're ready today to get into the Word. We're going to begin a deep dive into the book of Ephesians. Um, we're starting today. And I say deep dive because I, I got through uh, two verses and I wrote 16 pages. So I think, well, we're going to go a little deep into this book. But the reason why I'm doing this is because of what the Word tells us. You know, there's so much stressed in the New Testament, New Testament about us, the people of God, not being deceived in the last days. You know, and there's, there's a lot going on in our world. And when we look at the last days, and I think we could all agree that we're in the last days or, or you know, getting close to when Jesus is going to come. But don't let that discourage you what's happening. It doesn't discourage me what I see when I go out there. It doesn't get me down about society. It doesn't get me down. Because I know this. I know the promise of the word of God. The promise of the word of God that says, in the last days, okay, when, you, when you think about the last days, what, do, what comes to your mind? Is it earthquakes? Is it famine? Is it sword? Is it pestilence? Is it, you know, signs and wonders in the heaven? I mean, what is it when you think of in the last days? I'm going to tell you today what I'm going to focus on every day for the last days, what's going to happen? You ready? In the last days, the Lord said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Amen? That's what we need to focus on. In the last days, he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Oh, but pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. In the last days, I'm going to pour my spirit out on you, says the Lord. He's ready. He's poured it out. Amen. And it's for those that just get in that place. All flesh. We can't allow the deception to get a hold of us because we don't know 
because we don't know better. You know, when you don't know, you got to figure it out. You know, when you don't know what the Bible says, you got to get into it and figure it out. Amen. You got to know how to live, how to act, how to live and breathe in these days. You know, so in the, in the process of this book, you're going to learn that you have authority. You have authority. You have power. Amen. You have weapons that you've been given to by the Holy Spirit of God that God gives you to, to use. Amen. To fight this battle that we're in. So that you're not deceived, so that you're not caught up in the world's way of things, so you're not caught up into societal things that you look like society. We should not look like society. Is there anybody behind me I could talk to? We should not look like society. <laughs> we shouldn't give in to it. We shouldn't try and, and model it. We should not um, allow their influence into the church, into our lives, amen. We've got to remain strong, amen. And the apostle Paul, he warned us, don't be deceived. It's so important that we have a strong foundation of who we are in Christ so that no one can knock you off of that foundation, amen. So that we stand strong, that we're not moved, that we're not moved by people's emotions and stuff. So as we go through the book of Ephesians, it's going to take weeks. Read it. Read it once a week. It's just six chapters. You could read a chapter a day and then come on Sunday and I'll, I'll bring something up about it. And the outcome of this will be a stronger you, a stronger me. That's what we need. So the title for today is The Greeting. It's as far as I can get. I thought I'm not going to keep you here all day, so I'm just going to do the greeting. So if you'll stand with me and we'll read the greeting this morning. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from, our, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time in your word, and I pray, Lord, that you would give us strength, Lord, that the power that's emboldened in us through the word of God by the Holy Spirit would be alive inside of each one of us. That, Lord, that we would push back against the forces of darkness that are attacking, and, Lord, that we make that stand, and, Lord, we remain strong in who we are in you. We thank you. We love you. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 You may be seated. I love his opening statement in this book. We can take much hope in this. He said, he said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. It's God's will. The reason I say that is because of who Paul used to be. How many of you have a past? We all have a past, amen. Now, Paul's past was probably a little worse than yours. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he, he arrested people. He put people in prison. He beat them. He even killed followers of Jesus. Amen. And now he's an apostle. He, this guy was like a bloodthirsty, violent guy for Christians. He wanted to kill them. He wanted to wipe them off the face of the earth. And that's what he was working to do. And then God, everybody say, then God got a hold of him. 
Amen. And, and it, it wasn't because this is what Paul chose. It was because God chose him. Now, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. See, many are called in, in the sense that we all, God created us with a calling. God created us with purpose. Now, it's up to us to find that calling and that purpose. Amen. And I know the first purpose that we have is to tell other people about Jesus. Amen. As we're surrendered to him, that we would tell somebody about Jesus. And so, but not everybody responds to the call. Many are called, but few choose to. So, but just as you and I have been chosen by the will of God for our lives. So, number one today, let go of your past. Amen? Let go of your past. (laughs) You know, we've all done things we're not proud of. The enemy will always try and bring them up. But if Paul can move forward, so can we. Amen? We can go forward. Philippians chapter 3 Verses 13 and 14, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Everybody say one thing. thing. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we got to let go of who we were, like, like just like Paul did, and we've got to move forward in Christ. Amen. We've got to move forward so that we can be all that Christ has called us to be, amen? so that we can thrive in Jesus, so that the world doesn't see us as the world looks at things, but they see us as different. We all need to make that a priority in our lives. Letting go. Even if you need to get counseling to let it go, you got to move forward. You can't be afraid. If your past is holding you back from what you've done, the things that you've done and the things that you've even said, and, and you need to get help, get help. Don't end your life not accomplishing what God created you for. If you need to get counsel, get counsel. It's hard to get... Go forward if you're dragging a a big old anchor behind you. It's really hard. Make it a priority to let go of your past. And you know what? It doesn't matter how old you are. If your past is holding you back, get help. Or just take it to the Lord and and get rid of it. See, the, the reason is your past shapes you. But now you're born again. Now you're, you know, we have that past, you know, like in, in my, my generational curses would probably be addiction, you know, and, and, and I did a lot of things. I was addicted to a lot of things, but, but when I came to the Lord, the Lord took away those addictions from me. I had to surrender. The first thing I did at the altar is I said, hey, you take away this, this, and this, man, I'm yours. God said, done. Wow, I never did them again. He set me free that day. You, you need some reshaping to fit into who you are now in Christ Jesus so that there's a difference in you from from who you were. But if you leave that door open of our past and you let it hang on to you, we won't get where we need to be or even 
called to be without cutting ties with our past. We have to do it. And sometimes it's the people you're with. And I'm not talking about husband and wife because once you get married, that's it. You know, you got to work that out. And uh, Delon and I had to work it out. I mean, it was rough the first seven years, 10 years, maybe 20. No, I I can keep going because we've been married 42, so we good. (laughs) But we got to forgive ourselves for the things we've done. And then we got to forgive others for what they've done to us so that we can move forward. Amen. And it's time. It's time. We've got to move forward. Amen. Because we're all called to do God's will. And we've got to move forward. We can't just hold on to the past. And this takes us into number two. You are saints. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a saint. You don't have to die to become a saint. You know, I I looked up how to become a saint in the Catholic Church. And the Catholic Church has five steps to becoming a saint. Number one. Wait five years after death. The the Pope does have the authority to set aside that waiting period, but you got to wait five years. Number two, become a servant of God. So the individual's life is studied to determine if he or she lived as a servant of God. Servant of God. If the person passes this test, mind you, they're dead. The church moves to the next step. Number three, to show proof of a heroic virtue. You know, like they did with Mother Teresa. They waived Mother Teresa's five years, and they made her a saint at two years. But they invest the test, investigate how holy you are. Did the person bring others to a life of prayer through his or her actions? And then number four, verify a miracle attributed to the individual, except in the case of a martyr. This step is called beautification. And once complete, the candidate is given the title of blessed. So, and then number five, canonization requires a second miracle unless an individual is a martyr. So that's how the Catholic Church determines whether or not you are a saint. But that's what religion would do. That's not what the Bible says, amen. All that are saved are saints, amen. In Acts chapter 9, I'm going to buzz through some verses real quick. Acts chapter 9, verse 13. Then Adonis answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man how much harm he has done to your in Jerusalem, your saints in Jerusalem, Acts 9, 32. Now it came to pass as Peter went through all parts of the country that he also came down to the saints who dwell in Lydia. And then Acts 9, 41. Then he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he called the saints and widows, he presented her alive. So when I... 
I've taught hermeneutics a few times, and hermeneutics is how to interpret the Word of God. And it says that before you can have a, a doctrine formed, it has to be in there at least three times. Everybody say three times. I just gave you four verses that declares believers are saints. Amen. And I stopped listing them because we could be here for a while if I would have kept going. But a saints means that you are sacred. You are sacred. You're physically pure. You're morally blameless or religious, ceremonially consecrated. You're holy. You're holy. Look at your neighbor and tell him you're holy. You're holy. Just, just saying a prayer, though, doesn't make you that saint. Because we can all say a prayer and walk out and live just like we did yesterday. You have to walk it out in your life. You have to walk it out, what it means to be born again. That's what makes you a saint. You're holy, morally, morally blameless. But the idea is that when we become born again by repenting of our sins and turning our lives over to Jesus, we turn our lives. We become holy, amen? He works it in us. He's holy. He says, I'm holy, therefore you be what? Holy. You be holy. That's what he's called us to. He's called us each to holiness. <clears throat> we are saints. And because we are saints, we become heirs. We become heirs to the things of God. It's not after we die kind of thing. It's not that, you know, when we get to heaven, we're going to be blessed. He declares you blessed when? Now. Amen? When we become born again and we're in Christ Jesus, we are blessed. We are holy. We are pure. Amen? That's the idea. He prayed, my kingdom come, my will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. And so as it's, things are happening in heaven, God would like them to happen in us here on earth. Not that we have to wait to die to receive what he has for us. So his kingdom has come to us and is alive in you. Amen? And, and this is what Jesus said when he, when he taught us how to pray. So Jesus is alive, amen? His kingdom has come, his will will be done, amen? So this is the great mystery that God is revealing to us. It's not hidden from you. God's not trying to hide things from you. He's trying to reveal things to you, amen. He's trying, to, he's trying to reveal his agenda to you. He said when the Holy Spirit comes in John 16, he will tell you things to come. God is trying to work in us to give us revelation of what's going on, amen, so that you know what to be ready for, that you, when you're surrendered to Jesus, amen, God is good. And you got to get that into your spirit. God is good. We sang about it today. Because of who you are, Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. And so we are declared saints. And then number three, faithful. Everybody say faithful. faithful. Means to be trustworthy. Trustful. To believe. To be faithful. To be sure. To be true. To be faithful to God. Amen. Paul declares us faithful. You are faithful. Tell your neighbor, you are faithful. In your walk with God, be faithful, amen? Be faithful to God. In your marriage, be faithful. 
in your life. Be faithful. Be trustworthy. Amen? So what we are not to be is the opposite of those things. So we don't even have to talk about it. We know what the opposite is. Just don't be that. Amen? In the first, this is just the first word. First, in the book of Ephesians, Paul's made these declarations about us. He's declaring these things to us so that we know in Christ Jesus who we are. This is what he's saying of a true believer. And I say true believer because I've seen people de- declare Christ and act like the devil the next day. A true believer walks it out every day in their life. Now, not per- perfect, but you're being perfected. That you know when you make a mistake. You repent, you get up and you keep going. Amen, you just keep going. So you're, you're letting go of your past. You are holy saints. You are faithful. This is a believer in Jesus. That's who we are, amen. And because of that, number four, grace has been given to you. Everybody say grace. grace. You have grace. The grace of God. Now the meaning of grace, in, um, it comes from the root of chara, which means joy. And chario, which means to rejoice. So char- charis, which is this grace, causes rejoicing. Amen. It's the word for God's grace is extended to sinful man. It is, signifies unmerited favor, undeserved blessing, a free gift. So we, you know, I don't like to use the words unmerited or undeserved. I mean, we all know we don't deserve it, right? What I like to focus on is that God gives you favor and blessing. God gives you favor and blessing. Amen. You know, whether we deserve it or God gives, he's extended that grace to us, amen, freely. You can't earn it. You, you, you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, I've got some things I need to work out in my life, and then I'll, I'll come to God. Well, good luck with that. Clock's ticking, man. You know, we don't know the day and the hour that we're going to go. You know, but... Uh, I'd rather come and, and just let God take care of those things. You know, come and just surrender my life and let him clean me up, amen? Let him do a work in me. Let him come and touch my heart, my mind, and free me up. You know, I just want to spend my time rejoicing in the Lord because that, this grace comes, and that means to rejoice. And so we should rejoice, and somebody should shout, hallelujah. <laughs> Even though we have a past and we don't deserve what Jesus did. It doesn't matter. It's there for us to receive. Favor and blessing, amen. Amen. Favor and blessing. Which comes with, number five, peace. Peace. Oh, peace. Just let it rain. Just let that settle into you today. Peace. Ooh. Peace, literally or figuratively by implication, it implies prosperity. It brings peace and quietness and rest. That's what it does. Peace, quietness, and rest. We're at the beach in Puerto Rico, and some of them, there was nobody there, and it was peaceful. We just relaxed. 
We went to one beach and it was so crowded with people and everything and noise going everywhere, music we didn't want to listen to. It was like, we drove an hour and a half to get there. It's like, we're not staying here. And we left. We drove down to another beach and there was nobody there. And it was quiet and it was peaceful. And, and we floated and we relaxed and we found seashells and we just entered into the peace of God. We need that peace. And it comes from God and it's directed towards you. His peace is directed towards you. Amen. And in the text, it says, to the saints at Ephesus. The original letter did not list Ephesus. It was what they call an encyclical letter that you send it to everybody. You know, the Ephesians got it and they put their name in it. And that's the one we found. But the letter was to be circulated to all the churches. So it meant that for us, we could put to the saints a corona. It's for us. It's for all of us. Amen. That's what it is. To the saints who are here in Corona, to the faithful in Jesus Christ. This letter is for the believer. How many of you believe in Jesus today? Amen. Amen. It's for us. Grace and peace to you, saints of Corona. You don't have to wait till you're dead to be a saint. Amen. You just have to believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he declares you a saint. That's his promise to each one of us today. You are a saint. You are holy. Now, we may not always feel it. You may not always feel holy. You may not always feel like a saint. But remember, the word of God is not based on feeling. I was, you know, when I was younger, I've been in this church since I was 14. Well, one day I was standing right here and I, I was worshiping God, man. I'm in a zone. I'm like, I, I'm going to go to heaven right now. You know, I mean, that's how I felt. And Pastor Dave walked over to me and he tapped me. He goes, hey, Ron, could you go do this, this, this? I said, I'm thinking, you don't know where I was. You know, it took me a second. I said, okay, okay. And I left and I, I went and did it and I come back. And I, I just wanted to, Victoria, I just wanted to go right back where I was. And I, I, I lifted up my hands and I began praising Lord, I don't feel anything. And he said, since when is it based on feeling? This is a faith journey that we're on. You receive it by faith. And when you receive it by faith, it sinks into to us so deep that we're no longer the person we were. That we let go of our past. That we enter into I, I don't, I know I'm not a saint because of how great a guy I am. I'm a saint because of how great a God he is and what he's done. I can't brag of myself on any of this 
It's all about him. It's all Jesus. It's what he's done. And so we can look at each other and say, you're a saint, you're holy. Because of who he is. Because of what he's done. And so if you reject your sainthood, you're rejecting what he's done. Because I'll ask people, hey, are you a saint? And they'll be like, uh, I don't know about that. You know. It's because of who he is. And we sang that so wonderfully today. Because of who you are, Lord. We are saints. Amen. We are holy. We can have his grace and his peace in our life. Because of who he is. Doesn't mean that things don't happen in this life. But it does mean that God is God no matter what. And we can let go of our past and we can stand before him and declare our belief and receive what he has for us. We can become those people that he created us to be. And it just takes that pressing in to him because of who you are, Lord. Because of who you are. Lord, because of who you are, I'm going to walk in this peace today. Because of who you are, Father God, I'm going to receive your grace. Because of who you are, Lord, I'm going to be faithful. Because of who you are, I'm going to walk as a saint. Because of who you are, I'm going to let go of my past. Because of who you are. That's what it's about. Because of who he is. And now as we go through this book, you're going to see he's designed for each one of us. And I, I, today, I just want us to, I want us to make a commitment to go through the process. To make a commitment to press through into this. That we come out of it stronger than ever. That we press in and, with an open heart like David said, change me, God. If there's anything in me that needs changing, change me. And I'd like us to stand to our feet today. As I was reading the word today, this morning, it said God really likes our praise and he likes it loud. And he gave scriptures of how we should be loud to praising God, how we should really get boisterous to praise God. Now I only want you to say one thing today. And what I want you to say is, yes, Lord. Now, let me tell you what you're saying yes to the Lord. You're saying yes to being a saint, to being faithful, to receiving his grace, his peace. You're saying yes to letting go of his past. And you're saying yes to the future of what God has for you. So I'm gonna count to three. And I want us all to shout, I mean shout with your voice of triumph. Yes, Lord, we, we, we're singing about the voice of triumph. Let's say yes, Lord, as loud as we can. One, 
two, three. Yes, Lord! Yes! Hallelujah! Praise God. Anybody need healing today? Just raise your hands right now. You need healing. So raise them up. Come on, raise them up so people can see. Get around them. Lay hands on them. Get around somebody that needs. Get over there. Lay hands on people that need healing right now. Come on, Mama Carol's right here. She needs healing. Uh, Margaret, come over here and lay hands on Mama Carol. Yeah, come on. Just raise your hands. You need healing. Father, we come before you today. Lord, as we make declarations to yes, Lord, and we decree and declare today that, Lord, your promises are yes and amen to them that believe. And I pray today, God, that the healing power of the blood of Jesus would come upon your people today. God, that you restore knees. Lord, you restore hearts. You restore blood pressure, Lord. You restore, 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 and heal, God. Let the healing power of God Come upon every person in here today, God. Lord, you know what they need. Let it flow. <laughs> Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Let your healing flow, God. Let it flow. Yes, God. Every disease, every disorder. Let it flow. Jesus name in Jesus name maybe your past has been an issue and you just needed you just need the Lord to cut away some things today if that's you just raise your hand right now raise your hand if you need the Lord to do some work on your past today you need God to do an intervention there for you Father, you see these hands. And I pray today, <laughs> Lord, that you would come. And Lord, that you would bring the healing needed in the past, Father God. Lord, that by the Holy Spirit, you would just come right now and just descend on us, Lord. And, and let that healing just infiltrate hearts and minds, God. That minds could release these things of the past. Lord, that you would root out the pain even today, God. Take the pain out, Father. That people be free today, God. Let it roll today, God. Let it roll. And I pray, Lord, that as a saint, that we would be a source of healing for our families, God. That, Lord, we'd be that source. Lord, we wouldn't be that condemnation, but we'd be the source of healing. We wouldn't be the source of finger pointing. We'd be the source of a holy hug, God. Lord, that we would be victorious. We would be forgiving. We would be loving. Lord, let that just pour through our lives today, God. 
do a supernatural work in each one of us, Father. Let it rain down, God. Let it rain down on us, Father. Yeah, let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain, Lord. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let your peace, Lord. If you need peace, just raise your hands right now. Just lift them up to heaven. Let's just ask God for that peace today, God. Let it come, let it come, let it come, God. Yeah, let that peace just rain down on your saints today, God. That, Lord, that they leave here victorious in peace, God. In peace. That, Lord, that even the fight in a family just is squashed today. That there's peace. There's peace. There's apologies. There's the goodness of God. Let it just flow today, Father. Let your peace comfort our hearts today, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to you, Lord, glory to you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for your loving kindness, those tender mercies, for your grace. Let your grace, your favor, and your blessing be upon your people today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You may be seated.